mighty, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, that you will do what you want to do. Lord, you'll strengthen us, Lord. I need strength. I need more of you, Jesus. Your word is truth. Your word is life. And Lord God, in Jesus' name, minister to each one of us, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. I want to start out reading Revelations. If you want to go there, 22, I know that's an odd thing to read this morning. But I just felt like we needed to read it. 22, 12. Got it? Behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to, add, to give every man according as his work will be. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Say, come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord. How long had Israel been crying out for their Messiah to come? Thousands of years. They've been crying out, come, come, Messiah, come, Messiah, come, Messiah. Most of them didn't recognize it when he came, right? And most big part of the Jewish community, our Hebrew brothers and sisters, they still don't believe he's come. They're still waiting for him. Well, when he comes in that different way, a whole lot of people are going to know. They're going to know, they're going to see, and they're, yes. Why did we, why did we wait? Why did we not re realize that the Christ Jesus was the Messiah? But anyway, I am going to talk about the triumphal entry for a minute. And I never do seasonal, but this is very seasonal. What's going on this time of year? So what I'm going to do is take Matthew, Mark, and John, and I'm going to, I want to kind of preamble what was going on right before the triumphal entry in these three books. And it'll be short. So this first part will be Matthew 20, starting at verse 29. Now, as they went out of Jericho, what happened to Jericho? I was thinking of this. That's kind of a pivotal place, isn't it? What happened to Jericho? 
Right, was, yeah, it was the first city they took when they came into the promised land, right? They walked around it, blew the shofar, and shouted after seven days and seven trips around it, and the walls fell in. So it's a pivotal place. I think it's kind of interesting it happened here. A great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. Shut up. We're not here to hear you. We're here to see the Messiah. Have mercy on us, they cried out again. Have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus stood still and called to them and said, What do you want me to do for you? Don't you think it was pretty obvious? Don't you think it was pretty obvious that they're blind and they wanted their sight? Don't you think that'd be pretty obvious? Because back then, they, it wasn't like now. I mean, how often have you seen a blind person? I mean, you can go over in Louisville and you'll see some around Kentucky School for the Blind, but really to see a blind person walking down the street, you see it, but it's, it's not common. I saw somebody, where was we at the other day? In Brownsboro Road, which is kind of in that, and they were, and I thought, wow, you know, when you see that, it, it, it gives you compassion to think about what it would be like to be blind. And, and Jesus had compassion because he had things he was getting ready to do, right? So they said when they were asked, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes be open." So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately, say immediately, their eyes received sight and they followed him. So what would you have God do for you this morning? I don't know why I just feel like asking that. What would you have God do for you this morning? What miracle do you need this morning? We don't have to wait till prayer time. What miracle do you need from God this morning? Think about it. When I count to three, I want you to yell it out as loud as you can. One, two, three. My son to come into the kingdom of God. My back to be healed in Jesus' name. My body to be restored. Don't you have more than that? Come on. What do you got? Yes. Yes. Come on. Come on. What do you need? What do you need? Be bold. Don't care what anybody thinks. Those blind people didn't care what anybody thought. What do you need from the Lord? He's listening to you. This is prayer. <laughs> Lord, have compassion on us. I'm going to give you one more chance. I don't want an unspoken request. If you got a, if you got a request, speak it. One, two, three. Jesus. 
completely. Jesus. Yes, Lord. God Almighty. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, but I didn't go into my prayer closet. He didn't say to go into your prayer closet. He said, what do you need? What do you want? And then in John 12, there's another view of what was going to see. And all these things were happening, but they just had different viewpoints. They said, oh, this is really... This is really important that I tell this in, in my letter. And the other one said, no, this is really important that I tell this. They're all, they all happen. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, there they made him a supper, and Martha served him, but Lazarus was one of those who had sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief <laughs> and he had a money box <laughs> and he used it to take what was put in it in Jesus' name. Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Go to Mark ten forty six. This is the last one. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, and he could have been with the other guy. Okay, I don't know if this was a separate instance, but I always love this one. Blind Bartimaeus, what a name. What's your name? Blind Bartimaeus. Good to meet you. The son of Timaeus sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Say it. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on my family. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on America. Jesus, son of David, fill in the blank. Have mercy on us. So And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. You're in a church service. It's time to be quiet. It's time to be somber. It's time to be cool. Just be cool. This too will pass. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. 
In other words, bring him here. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. What? <laughs> I'm blind. Be of good cheer. Laugh a little bit. Rise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment. In other words, you won the lottery, dude. Jesus is calling you. What's going to happen when Jesus is calling you? Things happen, right? Things happen when Jesus is calling you. If you don't answer, you don't get it. But if you answer, what happens? I'm glad you asked that. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Again, Jesus always asks, what can I do for you? A good father asks, what can I do for you? If it's not good for you, a good father won't give it to you. But if it's something you need, a good father will give it to you. Amen. Some of y'all don't know what a good father is. I know what a good father is, but not everybody had that experience. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, which means teacher, right? I think that's what it means. I want to receive my sight. I'm tired of being blind. I'm tired of laying by the road and begging. I want to be whole. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, say immediately. immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. May go to Matthew 21, starting at verse 1. Word of God says that even greater things shall you do than Jesus did. Does it say that? Am I making that up? So we are salt and light, the Bible says, right? And salt does something when you have salt. When you eat salt, what happens? You get thirsty. And what? It is flavorful, you're right, but it makes you thirsty too, doesn't it? If the salt has lost its saltiness, what good is it? We need to be saltier, don't we? I'm talking about me. We need to be saltier and light. We're salt and light, man. Say, praise God, I'm salt and light. I praise God, I'm salt and light. Not because of anything you've done. But everything that he's done, praise the Lord. I want you to read this like it really happened to you, like you were really there, okay? Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives. Woo, Mount of Olives. Something mysterious about that place, isn't there? That's where he's coming back the next time, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? He started this triumphal entry at the Mount of Olives. What kind of triumphal entry are we expecting? The Jews were expecting Messiah to be uh, uh, not exposed. What's the word for it? Court ordained, uh, revealed. Yes. And we're looking for Jesus' second coming to be revealed. So I can look at this and go, 
We're waiting for that triumphal entry. We're waiting for him to break the eastern sky. We're waiting to hear the trumpet sound. We're waiting to shout from heaven, right? When they drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. That'd be kind of like today, because, you know, mules and, uh, mainly mules and donkeys were their means of transportation and their means of livelihood, right? So that'd be like, that'd be like going out and saying, Okay, we're, they see you hot-wiring a car or a truck or something and go, Hey, what are you doing? The master needs it. Oh, okay. I mean, you, think, you don't even think of this as supernatural, but they went, Oh, okay, you can have my donkey and its child. I mean, no problem. That's not normal. Say, that's not normal. That's not natural. That's like you rose up with what? Pride, arrogance, and not arrogance. Selfishness, self-centered. No, that's my donkey. You at least give me some money for it. <laughs> ah, donkey jacket. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion... Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. In another place it says that he got on the foal which had never been ridden. So I think that's significant too. He came upon some that had never been used and he used this uh, colt. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. To me there's a lesson there. Somebody tells me to go hot wire a car, just walk up in the neighborhood and take somebody's car. I'm going. I'm probably going to go. I don't know. I don't know if I'm hearing from God or not. They don't. And be real sure you're hearing from God before you do that. But that was a. But they knew he was faithful, didn't they? Because they were in a boat one time and it was. They thought it was going to sink and drown. He said, "Peace, be still." So they knew. He heard from God. He was God. They brought the donkey and the colt. They laid their clothes on them and set on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude. Say multitude. multitude. Say it again. Multitude. I ask you to say it because I love that word, multitude, don't you? That means many. That means a throng of unorganized crowd that's just, you know. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. They were laying their shirts and their jackets and their tunics down on the dirty, nasty road. How many of y'all know it wasn't asphalt? How many of y'all know it was covered with animal dung and stuff? Why were they doing this? To make the way for a king. You know, at a wedding, they roll out the white. I mean, I don't know that they always do that, but they roll out a white uh, parchment paper and the bride walks in and it symbolizes purity that's what it's supposed to symbolize is purity 
Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus, and Jesus, how long did he bathe in the glory? <laughs> Not long. You got to remember, this guy had been doing miracles and signs and wonders, raising the dead, giving the blind sight. Lepers were healed. The, the, the deaf heard. The lame walked. The sins were forgiven. Prostitutes were turned into virtuous women, just on and on. Demons were cast out. I mean, God had done great and mighty things through this man for three years. And he really never got any thanks. People followed him, I think, for what they could get, for the most part. Except for the disciples. They were called to follow him. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Out of the mouth, out of babes and infants, you have perfected praise. Then he left them and went out of the city of Beth to Bethany, and he lodged there. So for three years, Jesus, he was 30 years old approximately when he started ministering. For three years, he walked across uh, the nation of Israel, and he walked across these places, and he did wonderful works. He didn't have a house. He didn't have a home. Some people say he was rich because he had a a one-piece, uh, what was that called? It was a tunic. He had one piece, and they said only rich people did that. Uh, he could have been rich. Say, Jesus. Say it. Jesus could have been a billionaire. Couldn't he? Is that why he came? Did he come to be a billionaire? Did he come to receive earthly goods? No. The only reason we should want earthly goods is to give to the kingdom of God. Really? Hey, you know, I'm not against God blessing, but, you know, I don't want to be blessed and turn away from God because of all my blessings, you know. God is, uh, he's so good. He's so wonderful. But just think, three years, he wandered around. He didn't have a home. He did wonderful things. And then this one day, this one time, everybody was saying, Hosanna, say it, Hosanna, son of David, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord, Hosanna, wave your arms, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord, 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes. Shoo. So he got the praise he deserved. One day. You notice how quick the priest turned on him. Not even a day. But he had praise. And the people knew who he was. Praise God. They, they knew he was Messiah. They knew he was the, the Son of God, the Anointed One, didn't they? They knew it. And a week later, crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! What should we do with your... What, was she, what should we do with Jesus? Crucify him. Crucify him. And I don't think everybody did, but I think most people were just silent. We don't want to. We don't want to be crucified. So for one day he was honored and glorified, but he gave all that up for me, and you, and Donna, and everybody in this room, and everybody in this nation, and everybody in this world. He gave without any expectancy. Right, he said, for the joy that was set before him. He knew some would believe. He knew some would avoid hell. He knew that some would make him Messiah, like y'all have. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, uh, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to close. <laughs> Why don't y'all stand up? Can we just take a can we just take a march around the room? Can we just if you got a garment, if you got a flag, could you just throw it in the floor? Could you just take it off and throw it in the floor? We'll do a couple of laps. Your shoes will be fine. You don't have to do anything, but let's just let's just go around. Let's just walk. Let's make a circle and praise him. Let's just walk around. Is, is there enough room in that back row to walk through there? Isn't there? There's a, and if if you want to keep something from getting dirty, don't put it down. I see you got a white shirt. You don't mind. And we'll sing a song. And I don't even know who did this song. It's called Hosanna. Don't trip on this stuff now. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because we lift up your name with our hearts filled with praise. We exalt you, O Lord our God. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna. You can wave your arms, Hosanna. Hosanna to the King of kings, or Lord of lords, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of kings. Lord, we lift up your name with our hearts filled with praise. We exalt you, O Lord our God. 
Hosanna in the highest. Who's got a good song for this walk? Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. His gates with thanksgiving in my heart, I will enter.